Hey everyone, I got some amazing news that I have to share with you. This is a quick, quick commercial and I just want you to tune in really fast. There is something that I love that I started doing that has added such delight in my life and it's called Hungry Root. Oh my gosh, listen, changed my whole life. Hungry Root is an online grocery service that delivers modern, healthy food with recipe and meal planning support. Somebody say meal planning. Because when you're busy like I am, you want things that help to save you time and energy. And this is a great way to eat healthy and eat amazing foods. And no matter what your eating or dietary lifestyle is, for example, I'm plant-based, so I get to choose foods that are plant-based, soy-free, nut-free. If you want your meat, you can have that too. But you get an amazing delivery with all of your goodies. You get to pick foods that you love on your profile. You can try it. I promise you, you can just try it out, right? And if you don't want to continue, that's fine. But I promise you, if you just try it, you're going to love it. So guess what? My listeners, you get a 30% off your first two deliveries and a free gift for life. Somebody say for life. I will be providing you the code, the referral code in the show notes. But just in case while you're listening, it is empowered, but the link is going to be in the show notes. So try this out and just see what it's like for you. You're going to love it. It's been such a great blessing in my life and I want to share it with you. All right. Enjoy the show. Talk to you soon. Well, hello, everyone. This is B. Wendy Bob coming to you with another amazing dynamic episode of the Empowered to Empower You podcast. I am so glad that you decided to stumble upon this podcast. If you just stumble for the first time, you this, you did not make a mistake. I want you to hang on, grab your journals, grab your coffee, your tea, your water, whatever you want to grab. And I just want you to just kind of be open-minded and so that you can enjoy what you're about to hear. Uh, Empowered to Empower You podcast is about all things Jesus Christ and mental health, anything to help you become the better version of yourself. Uh, Also, if you have not had a chance to listen to episode number 70, I really invite you to pause this episode and go and listen to that episode because y'all, it was amazing. First of all, just the fact that I'm talking about 70 episodes, I am so thankful, so excited. And so episode number 70 was uh, featuring a guest, uh, Stephanie Kelleher, who was very dynamic. She talked about the individual uh, within the relationship and she has a passion and a heart for Christ-centered singleness and marriages. So please go and listen to this episode. Today, I am here with you with episode 71. Y'all, I am excited because this is about to be another dynamic episode with an amazing phenomenal woman of God. And I'm so excited to an honor to be here because she's going to grace this episode with her presence, with her beauty, with her knowledge and value and anointing that she has on her life. So I'm here to talk to you. We're going to, I'm going to have a conversation with Mrs. Tanisha Holiday. Uh, let me just tell you a little bit about her before she comes on. Tanisha Holiday is a wife, a mom, an engineer. Uh, she is a well-known and requested conference and seminar speaker. She's an author. She's an entrepreneur and Christian evangelist, a native of Kansas, Missouri. 
Kansas City, Missouri, and a graduate of the University of Missouri Rolla, Tanisha holds a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering and a master's degree in engineering management. Y'all, she is an engineer, basically what that means, okay? She has worked for Cargill General Electric and Pfizer Pharmaceuticals in 2014. She joined ISK Biosize as the first African-American, the first female operations manager in the history of the company. In January 2021, Tanisha became the first African-American and female vice president and company officer of an ISK company. Talk about favor, favor. Congratulations. Okay. Tanisha is the CEO of Life is a Holiday Consulting, a success coaching and project development consulting agency that embraces the place where strategy meets adventure. She's also the author of When Tanisha Speaks, a public speaking service that motivates diverse audiences to deliver on their life's purpose. Tanisha is the vice president and chief financial officer of the Holiday Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization founded by her, by her and her husband. The mission is to provide resources to engage, build, and sustain healthy communities across the globe. With an emphasis, uh, emphasis on mobilizing leaders and future leaders, Tanisha Holiday connects individuals and families to related measures that empower them to achieve in all aspects of life. She serves at her church, Living Purpose Christian Church, a non-denominational ministry in Cordova, Tennessee. Um, she, she is very involved in the community. She's a chaplain for Feed the Needy of the Mid-South, where she helps to hand pack and deliver over 5,000 thousand boxes to needy families each year. Tanisha is passionate about inspiring people to lead in every arena of her life. She is the author of Leader Formation, Positioned to Soar. Uh, you guys have to get that book and I'll make sure to put it in the, in the show notes. Her words empower others to thrive wherever their purpose leads them. Tanisha credits all of her success to her personal faith in Jesus Christ. She enjoys life by her husband, Kenneth, side and making memories with their three children, Kristen, Edward, and Kenneth II. Sis, it is so glad to have you here today. Welcome to Empower to Empower You podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for considering me to be on and I'm excited. Yes, 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 yes. Well, Lots, this podcast is listened to by hundreds, thousands of people um, in different out in the states, in the United States, and outside of the United States. So I have listeners in the UK, um, all over. So I am so glad that they're going to be able to hear um, and learn so much from you, and hopefully connect with you right after this episode. So we're so happy to to have you share your knowledge with us today. So I want to welcome everyone to episode number 71. And the topic for today is uh, leadership. Leadership. Talk about it. Leadership. Leadership. This is a very passionate topic for you. Yes. Tell us why. Very, um, I'm very passionate about leadership because I believe that our world today has a lot of managers, but there's a scarcity of leaders. And uh, leadership is so vital and so important to our communities. It's vital to the family. It's vital to the individual. Leadership is a gift. And if unwrapped properly, it makes 
the individual thrive. It makes relationships connected to that individual thrive and be able to fulfill their uh, purpose in life. And it's, it's even more um, um, critical to what I believe in my belief system, so much so that you talked about it in the introduction, but I thought it uh, so important that a book needs to be authored um, about it coming from my life as a tool, as a resource for uh, people to be able to follow and pattern after to see their maximum potential in life and also make a maximum impact on the lives of others. And I think that's what leadership um, empowers each of us to be able to do. I, I have to go back to the first point that you made and thank you so much. You said there's a lot of managers, but leadership is scarce. And I also love the fact that you said leadership is a gift. If unwrapped, people will be able to thrive. What a beautiful yes. way of, of, of really identifying and putting a, a framework around what leadership is. So tell us more about how did you or who helped you to frame um, what leadership means or what it, what it has meant for you? So I, I think of several people that I could glean from as I look back in the, the history of my life and my experiences. And one of them that really comes to mind was my first engineering manager. His name was James Pumphrey. Mm -hmm. And I was coming out of grad school and entering a workforce full-time for the first time in my career as an engineer in training, working with different people, lots of people, different backgrounds, different um, age groups. It was the first time that I was beyond the controlled environment of a four-year university college campus. And I really watched him and watched the pulse of where he was trying to take our team. And that showed me that as individuals, we can learn to lead by watching leaders that have a good pulse. When you, when you look at some of the things that they did positively, as well as some of the things that they had areas of opportunity in, you can learn a lot about what your own leadership style needs to look like and how you develop and mature in those areas of growth and opportunity that you yourself um, have as a leader. But some of the things that I really learned from James as I looked at him was um, he led from the front. There was, there was no whip cracking because some of the misconceptions or the wrong perceptions or the myths that we have about leadership is that leadership is about a title or a position or it's about um, having power. But where do we get power from? You only have power if you have the support of the people that you're leading. If you don't have the support of the people that you're leading, you're not leading, you're just taking a walk all by yourself because there is nobody connected to the driving force of whatever there is that you are um, trying to put feet to. And so some of the things that uh, James did that really caused me to want to follow him and be a support to his leadership style was he did not just tell me the vision, he showed me the vision. Mm. And there's a difference in there's a difference in pushing people along and being pushy versus pulling them. And when you're pulling people, you are encouraging them by um, asking them their thoughts, 
giving them a voice, giving them ownership, giving them buy-in into the task and the objectives, the visions and the goal um, that you have out there. Um, some of the other things that he really showed me was authenticity. Oh when you are yourself, people have respect. Yeah. Um, they have respect for you. They have respect for you not um, putting something uh, in the atmosphere that's not your true authentic self, but they know that um, you're not just leading with your opinion, but you're leading based on what you've put research to, what you've put effort into, what you've put time to build out um, before them. And they respect work ethic. James has such a high work ethic that it was easy for me to follow him because I knew that he was not asking me to do something that he was not willing to do himself. Yeah. I saw him make sacrifices. And as leaders, we have to be willing to make sacrifices. We have to invest in our team time, resources, our talents, we have to expend some energy. And yeah. I saw him expending energy. And so that made me want to jump right in and also expend energy right alongside um, with him. Mm -hmm. I think also, um, you know, I think we can talk about this because this is a Christian centered podcast, but the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is one of the best examples of leadership that one will ever be able to mimic or model because he leads and guides us into all truth. Um, there's also a um, scripture that talks about us keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It says, if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And there is a temptation in leadership to become overly ambitious. Yeah. There is a temptation to become self-seeking once we attain certain um, levels or roles or positions in organizations. And so if we're not keeping up in the in step with the spirit, we can find ourselves um, seeking for leadership to be about us yeah. and not being about the people and the impact, the positive impact and the empowerment that we can bring to other people's lives. And so looking at how the Holy Spirit leads us with grace, Mm -hmm. with truth, mm -hmm. with wisdom, yeah. with integrity mm -hmm. are just a principles in themselves that um, helped me to frame what type of leader um, I needed to be and what leadership truly is because leadership is not about us. Not about um, leadership is always about others and what we can do, uh, what we can do for others. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Holy Spirit teaches us how to effectively lead and keep in pace yeah. with what it is we're supposed to be giving to others. Because if we're not leading, we're lagging. If we're not leading, we're, we are lagging. Yeah. And so, so that's some of the things. And then there's been other great leaders. My husband is a phenomenal leader and mm -hmm. teaches me how to lead in family, in business, um, my pastors, my spiritual leaders um, over the years have effectively shown me humility, which is so important because God shows favor to the humble. Yes, he he draws near to the humble. And so when we're, when we're humble and we ask those that are on our team for their ideas, for their suggestions, how we can help support them 
in whatever tasks we have delegated to them, we'll find favor in those ways. And so those are some of the things that my husband has shown me that my pastors and spiritual leaders have shown me who have also been great examples of for me to help frame up my leadership style. And then I think lastly, my experiences have taught me because sometimes you have to fail forward. You have to fail forward by learning what didn't work well so well uh, will help you to come back and revamp yeah. and come back uh, to the to the drawing board and not be afraid to switch things up mm-hmm. and determine what did not work well and decide how you're going to make adjustments mm-hmm. and, and bring some things into alignment when it comes to our character mm-hmm. um, and our capacity yeah. to lead and level of skill, mm-hmm. training and growth personal growth and development, which has to be ongoing and continues as well. Absolutely. I heard so many, you are dropping so many gems. This is amazing. You know, I love the fact that you, I love how you're honoring the people that, that modeled uh, effective leadership, right? Most importantly, the Holy Spirit, because he is the greatest leader. But I hope James gets to hear this podcast and your husband and all the people that you're honoring, because I just love the fact that you, because you remember, I don't know how long ago that was, but you remember how they modeled that leadership. I heard you say a key words when it comes to the character traits of effective leadership, authenticity. Um, I would imagine transparency, um, modeling the vision, not just pushing the vision, but I heard you say pulling, pulling people to the vision. I heard you said the way that that means they had to communicate it in an effective way, right? Communicating the strategy in an effective way and not leaving people in the mystery. Uh, the energy that they, they, they had or the success behind it. But also I, all, the main thing that I hear is leadership is service. Service is service to other people. Um, I love the fact integrity, right? Integrity and um, the, way that, the, the way that they carried themselves and the way that they did it with compassion. Uh, which which had a really great impact on your life in terms of in addition to your experiences in terms of the type of leader that, that you are um, in your in all of the ways that you lead and I say all of the and I love the fact that you mentioned having the capacity to lead because I think sometimes and you and you could talk about this we could be in leadership positions but not be honest with ourselves and not having the capacity to lead so therefore let's talk like tell me like how you've seen that and how that affects people when we are trying to mimic or trying to <laughs> function yeah. fakely in, in a role that we don't even have the capacity for. Yeah, so there's a difference between capacity and desire. Mm-hmm. And so as leaders, we have to come back and really do a gut check. Yeah. You know, my desire to lead yeah. versus my capacity to lead may not line up equivocally. Yeah. Yes. And so we can have a desire to see our team do great and mighty things, mm-hmm. great and mighty exploits and accomplishments and objectives and all of these smart goals that we've put before them and not have the capacity or the tools in and of ourselves to help them to get there. Yeah. Because leadership is just that. It's two things. It's a compound word. Leader is my relationship with you. I'm your leader. Ship is a vessel of transport to get a group to a destination. So it's not only with my relationship that I have to work on with each individual, 
but it's also that vessel of transport being intact mm -hmm. and having the proper mechanism, mobility, structure, and housing to then transport you to the destination of which um, I'm trying to get you to go. So let's talk about that first part, leader. Yes. Who am I to you in yes. relationship? Yes. Because I am not your leader if I make you feel disrespected. Yes. Yeah. It's very hard for me to follow somebody where I don't feel that I'm respected. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that I'm valued. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like you ever admit to me when you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't have an effective communication style with you. I don't listen to you or I don't inspire you. I don't give you more to aspire to. I don't help you to put your feeling, be able to help you put your feelings into words when we're in conversation, mm -hmm. or I take the cookie cutter approach with you as I do with every other person that I'm in relationship with, because each person that I lead is different. Yeah. They have a different personality. They have their own different subset of goals. And so I have to be creative and innovative in my relationship with you as your leader to help you to be able to see the vision. And so, first of all, I have to work on my relationship with you um, in order for that to be an effective leader. Because if I don't like people, I can't lead people. Can't lead. Say, that, say that again, sis. Say if, that again. if you don't like people, you can't lead people. And so that goes back to why are you in leadership? Are you in leadership for the money? Mm -hmm. Are you in leadership for the title? Are you in leadership for what it can do for you and how it can serve you? Mm -hmm. So that's the first part of it is work on the first part of the word leadership, the word leader, which is the relationship dynamic. Yeah. It's about forging relationships. Yeah. And when you build relationships with people, they then will give you permission to lead them. Yeah. Yeah. Just because you've been put in a leadership role does not mean you have the capacity or the authority in that relationship, people have to give you that permission to lead them. And so you have to work on building that rapport. You have to work on understanding what drives them, what builds them, what motivates them. Recognition is so important because we can't keep coaching people and then never recognize them for the wins, the small wins along the way. We can't keep coaching them to win the entire war, but we're never giving them any recognition at the small battles or the small victories mm -hmm. um, in which they win. So that's part of your capacity. Then the second part is that ship part, mm -hmm. that transport unit or that vessel that's getting people to their destination. And how is that built? What tools, what methodologies, what structure um, is it that you're using to get people there? And so positive reinforcement is one of those um, tools that I talk about. And so you have to be able to celebrate the victories. Yes. Another part of how you get people to um, that goal is effective communication, mm -hmm. effective communication, because if you cannot effectively explain what it is that you're trying to get people to buy into there, there's no way that they can see what you don't put feet to, what you don't put visuals to. And so signage is good. 
constant reminders uh, via email are good. Use it, change your language. You have to have those same power thoughts, those same um, mottos that you keep constantly putting in people's hearing so that they're always hearing the, the, um, the narrative. Yeah. And then there's your own training. There's your own growth. When's the last time you took a leadership course? When's the last time you signed up for a strength assessment yourself? When's the last time you did Strength Finder and reassessed your, your DISC, your DIS profile? Are you a D personality, an I personality that relates to people? Are you an S where you're a highly strategic, highly uh, analytical, you crunch numbers? Um, are you a C personality? Um, very uh, charismatic or sanguine in personality. And what quadrants are you not effective in? If you're a strong D, what are you doing to work on your I, to relate to people? What are you doing to work on your S, to be a number cruncher, to be good at reporting and um, calculations and effectively uh, being able to strategically plan around risk and those type of assessments? What are your blind spots? Are you working on your blind spots? And yeah. so if you have not taken at least one leadership training for yourself a quarter and you're not investing in yourself as a leader, you don't, you don't have the capacity to lead yeah. because leadership requires constant growth. Yeah. It requires constant reflection of self mm-hmm. and it requires honesty yeah. And, and being able to have someone else speak into your life and assess you and say, you're not ready in this area. Mm-hmm. You need more work in this area and you need to go back in this area. And it's not that you're a, a failure because you should be patting yourself um, on the back at mm-hmm. all times if you've accepted a call to leadership, which I believe we all should. But it's recognizing that leadership is a constant um, climbing of levels. There are levels to leadership and there's never a graduation in leadership. That's exciting, but humbling at the same time. You never graduate from the area of leadership. You're all, there is always something to be attained in leadership. And if we stop aspiring to a level, another level in leadership, we stop leading. Absolutely. You know, I, I, a couple of things, a few words that I, I hear that's jumping out from what you're saying. There has to be intentionality in 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 being the leader that you, that one desires to be, right? It has the capacity to be. I love the fact that you said there's a difference between capacity and desire. I also hear that there has to be awareness. There has to be awareness because in order for us to be able to know uh, the person who's in, aspiring to be a great leader or an effective leader. There has to be some awareness where we take time to check ourselves or have people that not just check on us, but check us, right? With what type of leader that we are being. And then there has to be accountability, accountability that, okay, maybe, you know what, I'm not strong in those areas. So that means I need to do the things to to, to be able to get stronger or more effective in those areas. So I'm just, I just kind of hear those words as, as you're talking about. I love the fact that you refer to those assessments because it's so important for us to you know, take, take, take stock of what's going on and how are we showing up as leaders and what do we need to grow? What are our areas of growth? Not, I don't like the word weaknesses, but what are the areas of growth that we need to, to hone in on for sure? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So when you, 
when we talk about, when I hear this, I can just sense what if somebody is listening to you and they're like, well, you know, Tanisha, I hear you, but this is like going over my head. I don't have a team. You're talking about leadership and disc assessments. Do I have to have a team or a ship <laughs> to, <laughs> to <laughs> what if I don't have a team? I'm just trying to get by. Like, do I have to have a team to be an effective leader? Can you touch on that? Absolutely not. And what I what I want to encourage people that maybe are not uh, don't have a team of people. You don't necessarily see yourself as a supervisor um, in a company um, or an organization, or maybe you don't have your own business. Maybe you've just always kind of seen yourself as um, an individual contributor. I want to encourage you to um, take the reset challenge. Take, take reset. a reset challenge. And what I'm talking about is you resetting or reprogramming your mindset, re reprogram your mindset around what a leader is. Mm -hmm. Because a leader is not a position. A leader is not a title. Uh, but leadership is a person that has the capacity to build relationships that with people that are very different from yourself. Mm. leadership yeah. is about leadership is a person that's able to have a bunch of difficult conversations a person that is able to embrace diversity of thought it's a person who's able to help identify new creative and unique solutions to problems even other people's uh, problems in life and it's something that we need right because the problems of our day have outlasted old solutions. You are the answer to somebody's problem. Yes. Therefore, yes. you are a leader. Yes. Whether you have people working for you or not, whether you have a team that um, is your direct report or not, mm -hmm. you are a leader. Mm -hmm. And so I want you to recognize that you're born to lead mm -hmm. no matter who you are, no matter your age, no matter your background, no matter where you fit alongside your life's purpose or work in today. And so I want you to be focused on the fact that there's somebody that already is looking at you with leadership potential, whether that's your children, whether that's the person you work out with at the gym, whether that is uh, your uh, spouse, whether that is a circle of girlfriends or guy friends or uh, your faith community that you worship with uh, every Sunday or a, a Sabbath day that you observe, you already have a position of influence yes. because a leader is an influencer yes. and you are influencing somebody whether you know it or not. Just because they haven't come up to you at this point in time to say that you inspired them to grow, mm -hmm. to do something amazing with their life. I want to say to you today, don't hold your breath for too much longer because you will be uh, surprised mm -hmm. that somebody, if not already, is going to come back up to you and say, man. Yeah. What you said made me think a little bit more about what I've been wanting to pursue in life. And you inspired me to 
uh, put feet to it and go after it. And if you reflect a little bit longer based on what I've just said, you'll probably be able to recall a time even now yeah. that somebody has let you know that you've been leading them in some informal way, uh, whether you know it or not. And so you can have some level of confidence that you have been assigned a leadership position in this world, whether uh, somebody has actually written it down on paper to you in a job offer um, or not. And so that position, um, that position has been attained to you by potential, mm -hmm. not credential. Ooh. It's been a, it has been assigned to you based on your potentials, not your credentials. Mm -hmm. And so you've been invited to a seat at a table mm -hmm. in some community, in some capacity, yeah. And so you've just got to go back now and take a second look and see where do I have influence yeah. and what spaces do I have influence? Because that is the space where you are called to lead. You have some level of decision-making opportunities. Yes. And yeah. so you just now need to go back and identify those so that you can now begin to demonstrate in those spaces where you've been called to lead. This is so good. This is so good. And I just know that somebody is, this is for somebody listening right now. A lot of times what messages come up for people is, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I don't want to lead. I don't want to say this. I don't want to do this live. I don't want to speak. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want the attention. And one of the things I learned, I learned this and it was a, it was a ouch for me is that when we take on the stance of, I don't want to do this, we just said, I just heard you say, leadership is service, right? Mm -hmm. When we take on the stance, what we don't realize, what some people don't realize, and this is, this is going to feel like an ouch, that's functioning in pride. Mm -hmm. That's functioning in yes. pride because we're making it about us and not about mm -hmm. people. So yes. for the person, and there is no I in the word leadership. I'm on. Yes, there's no I. Even when you spell it out in the in the natural <laughs> alphabetically, there is no yes. I in the word leadership. Yes. And you know what, B. Wendy, it's not even as much about pride. Also, is it is about dishonoring our Creator, absolutely, and our Maker, mm -hmm. because He created us to be leaders. He, in the, in the beginning in Genesis, God told us to subdue, yeah. take authority, have dominion, name the animals, birth things out, reproduce. Those are all characteristics of leadership. Yeah. And so when we, when we tell the Lord that we don't want to lead, we're, we're telling God that he's a liar. Mm. We're telling him that he, what he told us to do in his word, to be courageous. What did he tell Joshua in, in Joshua chapter one, verse nine? He yeah. told him, be courageous. I, I am with you wherever you go. Yes. Be strong and courageous. And we are supposed to be leading wherever we go. It takes courage to be a leader. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of times people are saying, I don't want to do this live. I don't want to build this. I don't want to start a business. I don't want to inspire a team. I don't want to serve here because they're fearful. Mm -hmm. They're afraid 
They're afraid to be out in front. They're afraid to take charge. They're afraid to, to lead. Yeah. The spirit of fear will grip us and prevent us from walking in leadership and walking in the places and the spaces where God has called us to. And so fear will stifle leadership every single time. And so those, um, that scripture, Joshua chapter one, verse nine, reminds us that God is with us. So we don't have to be afraid of, of leading. We don't have to take those cop-outs. Mm-hmm. We don't have to put forth those excuses and pride and, you know, staying in our comfort zone because leadership is all about getting out of our comfort zone. And if we're honest, any of us that have um, walked in a space of leadership or are walking in a space of leadership now, it can be scary. It can be scary stuff. There's so much in uncertainty. And then to top it off now, let's talk about leading in a pandemic, mm-hmm. <laughs> leading, being a leader in the midst of COVID-19, leading people and leading in different spaces can be quite frightening, but, but the Lord is with us wherever we go. And so we can be strong and courageous and we can be assured that God has, if God has called us to leadership, which he has called each of us to, he definitely can bring us through it gives us what we need to do that absolutely mm-hmm. what are some as a leader and and as a mom who's also inspiring young leaders I mean I love the the stories that you share about your your, your children and how you honor them and how you you model that for them and you're building them you're building up young leaders even in your non-for-profit you're building up your your whole when I read your bio leadership is all throughout your legacy all throughout what you're doing for sure uh what are some uh, ways that you that you do not just the ways that you do that, but what are some scriptures that anchor you uh, in the way that you lead others? Yeah, so one of them I think would uh, would be Genesis, and I kind of talked about that. The law, um, it's really around the law of reproduction, is what I call it, mm-hmm. because leaders reproduce other leaders. Oh. The goal of leadership is to work yourself out of a job. Mm. The goal of leadership is to work yourself out of a job. Mm. And so in Genesis, Genesis chapter one, verse one, um, it says, then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds mm, yeah if you are a good leader you'll reproduce good leadership yeah if you're a poor leader or a lackluster leader you're gonna reproduce poor leadership mm. or lackluster leadership and so the kind of leader that you are is the kind of seed that you're planting into the next generation of leadership that's coming behind you and so you shouldn't focus as much on succeeding as you are focusing on your successor Mm. and so leadership is about legacy yes and so when I look at Genesis 1 and 1 and it's talking about bearing seed bearing after its own kind bad leadership or poor leadership cannot reproduce good leadership And so I'm always focusing on what type of legacy example am I leading or leaving 
as a platform for the person coming behind me to build on that level of platform. And so that's one scripture that I think about what seed am I planting? Because I talk about in my book, growing your orchard. And I talk about, I reference an apple orchard and I talk about the apple seed and I talk about how in the apple seed is the potency and the power and the capability if when planted right, can grow another tree. That's good. Can reproduce another leader. Yeah. But also what is inside the apple seed is cyanide, Mm. poison. If you crush an apple seed and ingest enough poison or cyanide and enough seeds inside your body, it can be fatal. It It can be poisonous. It can cause death. And so we have to be careful as leaders that we're not crushing people, mm. but instead we're properly planting, cultivating, nourishing, watering them to produce another tree, yeah. another level of leadership. Yeah. And so that scripture in Genesis around reproduction really brings to mind positive leadership, effective leadership, because leaders reproduce other leaders. If you're a leader and you're not reproducing, you're not a leader. What you're doing is you're just supervising something temporarily. And then when you're gone, it's going to fade out. It's going to fizzle out. And so if you're not leaving a reproductive lasting legacy, you're not really leading authentically. Um, Another scripture that really grounds me when it talks about um, talking about leadership is uh, Luke chapter 14, verse 28 through 30. Mm -hmm. It says, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish. Lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish, Mm -hmm. all who see it begin to mock him saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Wow. A leader has to be strategic. Yes. You, a leader is not a person that has just a bunch of great ideas. And that's something we've got to be careful about is leaders because a lot of leaders have a D personality. They're task oriented. They just have so many great ideas and they're great at starting, starting, starting. But we have to be careful that we're, we don't have a dream of starting so many things that we never finish. Because if you're a leader, you should be a finisher. You should be able to accomplish some things. And we can't do that without counting up the cost. Leaders have to be strategic because culture will eat strategy for breakfast every time. If you don't have a strategy to drive the culture of completion that you're looking to see, every time you take a look at, oh, here, I should have been here by uh, this time for a deadline. By this time, we should have accomplished this in the organization or amongst the team you'll find yourself not meeting those goals because you did not employ proper strategy. 
Right. You got to re- recognize what resources do I need to for my organization to accomplish this goal, for my my uh, business to accomplish this goal, for my family to accomplish this goal, for my um, the law of inner circle, my subset of girlfriends or gentlemen friends that I have to accomplish this goal. You have to make sure that you are counting up the cost for what you're building. Absolutely. And so if you don't have strategy as a leader, you can have a vision all day long. But if you don't couple that with a strategy, you will not see the sustainable growth that's necessary for you to lead your teams to success. And even for those we talked about that are maybe just leading their family or leading um, um, leading as an individual contributor in an organization to lead yourself to success. And I talk about um, uh, leading to greater skies, soaring in greater skies or, or uh, higher altitudes. Yes. You, If you think about an aircraft, there is a strategy that they employ. When, when you board that aircraft, mm-hmm. they don't just take you from 10,000 feet to 50,000 feet in the air in a moment second. Right. But right. you 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 feel that you're you're elevating a little bit and then they level that plane off. Yeah. Then they elevate a little bit, yeah. then they level that plane off. Then what do they tell you? Once you get a certain altitude, it's okay to take your seatbelt off and walk around the cabin. Yeah. So yeah. they have you focused on staying in your seat, having that seatbelt on when they're taking that first level of altitude and incline. So there's not a lot of exploration in, you know, a way for creativity early on because you've got to hit those goals and you have to stay focused on those early onset of objectives. But once you have a little bit of success under your belt, now you can take your seatbelt off and walk around the cabin freely. Now you can employ a little bit of risk at this level of leadership. So now I can take some calculated risks. And then when you're getting ready to land at a destination, what do they tell you? They tell you, okay, they're preparing you for landing. They're telling you what it's going to look like. They're telling you, you have about 20 minutes and I need you to put your tray tables up and lock everything in the upright position. You got to make a preparation for landing. You got to show people the marketing and the publication, what they can expect in the way of advertisement of what they're getting ready to come into. And so that's just even an example of how you have to employ strategy. And even the Bible gives us scriptures about strategy and counting up the cost and making sure we understand what it's gonna take at different um, places along um, our levels of uh, objectives and goals as we're employing them um, for leaders. So yeah, those are two things, two uh, scriptures that really um, if you look at it, apply, we can apply them to leadership. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so good. I know you already mentioned Joshua 1.9. My goodness, this is so good. So I want to make sure, I want to shift gears because I know we're, we're time. I could sit and enjoy this with you <laughs> all day, sis. My goodness, this is really good. So a couple of things before we talk about your ideal uh, clients and how how people can work with you and how you add value to people's lives. I want you to take a moment, the leader, the person, I, I love that you said, and hopefully people are hearing this and you're taking notes as you listen to this. Every one of us is called to lead. 
So this is not for the, this is not about the person who's a CEO. This is not about the person who's leading a team. All of us have a, an area of influence. And I love how you said all of us have a, an opportunity to make decisions, whether that's as a parent or a, a grandparent, whether that's as a teacher, um, because a lot of times people are so, so focused on the feeling disappointed or dissatisfied with their environment that they're not focusing on how they can add value or be effective leaders. I want you to take a moment. The person who feels stagnant, the, all the leaders who are listening, they, they're feeling stagnant. They're in jobs that they don't feel satisfied. They feel like it's a waste of time. Um, they're not feeling appreciated because they don't have, you said it earlier, leadership is scarce. They don't have positive models or positive examples of leaders to, to follow. So how, how am I supposed to navigate a place where I am dissatisfied? I don't even have examples of good leadership. I want you to take a moment and speak to them. Um, I think first of all, we cannot work with people we don't pray for yeah that's that's the first thing and I want to encourage you if you're listening to pray for your leaders yeah. um, God tells us in in his word that we are to pray for them yeah. that we are to honor them that uh, we are to extend grace to them and a lot of times we get so focused on the leader um, not doing what they're supposed to do, that sometimes we miss what it is that God is asking us to do. So number one, pray for your leaders, because you'll be surprised how much better you work with people that you pray for. I've tried it, and by personal experience, I work much better alongside or for people that I pray for because I begin to notice the people that I pray for uh, receive positive change in their life. Mm. When I pray for the heart of my leaders, I notice that when God doesn't change them, God changes me. Mm. And I recognize even if the person who I'm working for or who I'm a part of their team isn't necessarily being a good leader or modeling good leadership at times, God changes me to step up and be the leader that I need to be for the team. Yeah. And so if you're in a position where the leader that has been leading you has not necessarily been putting forth um, or exemplifying great or positive leadership characteristics, recognize the people on the team that you do have a level of, of influence with and how you are seated in a position of leadership whether or not they are recognizing you uh, with a title, they often come to you for conversation on their coffee break. Yeah. They often come to you for advice or help. And in those moments, those mentorship moments, you have opportunity to share information with them, guidance with them, wisdom with them, counsel with them that will help spur them on to a level of encouragement um, for them not to quit. And you will find in that moment when you're encouraging someone else, you find that now you yourself yeah. are encouraged. And what you originally wanted to walk away from, what you originally wanted to throw the towel in, 
because you turned and changed your perspective, you now have found gratification in it. And I want to tell you today, there is no quitting and yeah. being a leader. Yeah. So where you are is where God has called you to be. God said that in his word, those that are planted is rivers or streams. Um, he will plant you by rivers of living water, that you will be like a tree um, whose leaf will not wither. It will not fade um, during heat, during testing seasons. And so you may just be in a testing season. You may be just in a season where you feel like the heat is on you. But God said, if you are planted like a tree by streams of water, your leaf will not fade. It won't wither. You will constantly be bearing fruit. So I want you to check your root system. Is your root system in that leader or is your root system in God? Because when you are rooted in God's word, you can flourish in unfavorable conditions. It may look like visibly in the natural that the place you are is a dry place, but there is a river where God has planted you and you just have to tap into it. And so where is your river? Your river is in those gifts, the the belly that God has given you. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You bring the river of life to that place and that space where bad leadership has been um, trying to lord over you, mm-hmm. has been trying to control you, mm-hmm. has not been giving you a voice, mm-hmm. has not been giving you what you need to support you and your goals and objectives. The Lord said the river is inside of you yeah. because he said out of your belly yeah. shall flow rivers of living water. So sometimes we're waiting on somebody to give us what God has already been putting inside of you. You are already affirmed. Mm -hmm. You are already approved to lead. And so I want you to focus on your supply Mm -hmm. and what you bring to the table because you can add the creativity, Mm -hmm. the innovation, Mm -hmm. the positive attitude, the morale, the engagement, you can boost all of that in the environment, in the atmosphere that's necessary. And so don't wait for the leader to do what you can do. And I know a lot of times we say, well, that's not my job. That's the leader's job. That's that. Why do I have to do that when that's what they should be doing? Can I tell you that your gift and calling will make room for you and bring you before great men? And so if you will just start doing that right now where you are, God will open up a door or an opportunity to move you or transition you to another space, to another organization, to another opportunity where now you are the leader on paper to be able to give that in way of practice to some direct reports or to some to those that will become a part of your team. But God will not give you an opportunity or a door to do something that you have not already proven that you can be faithful over where you are now. Because where God has given you now 
to whom much is given, much is required. And so you have to be faithful over a few things to be made ruler over much. So get busy leading where you are. Do it with the attitude as unto the Lord, because Colossians talks about do everything as unto the Lord, not unto man, not unto that bad leader who you have around you now. Mm -hmm. And when you work heartily as unto the Lord, leading out in whatever you do, excelling in what you do, you will find yourself being just like Joseph, leaving from out of Potiphar's house and going to Pharaoh's house to become second in command. And I say second in command because in that story, I liken the head in command to being God because God will always be first in command in our life. So let him be first and you be second. But God will take you out of that prison where that jailer or that um, hard taskmaster that that bad leader that just wants work out of you, work out of you. He yes. just wants you here. She just wants you to get it done and doesn't care about your gifts or talents, doesn't care about using you in the capacity in which you can be enriched or grow and develop. Just be faithful like Joseph. Yes. Keep being a dreamer. Mm-hmm. Keep being a, a, a excellent at what you do. Keep mm-hmm. being faithful uh, and tending over the duties where you are. He's going to take you out of that place that feels like prison. He's going to take you out of that place that feels like Potiphar's house. He's going to take you out of that place where someone's been mistreating you. He's going to take you out of that place and he's going to put you in a place of command where you are now in a position to feed others and to provide nourishment for others. Because what did he do for Joseph? He took him out of Potiphar's house. He took him out of the prison. He took him out of the pit. He put him second in command in Egypt. He was able to distribute food and supplies to those that needed it. He was able to enrich their daily life and their activities. He was able to make decisions for their welfare. He was able to give them what they needed to go about their life's purpose and duties. And so just trust God where you are. Keep in an attitude of prayer. Keep going back to him for wisdom and wisdom and instructions. Be faithful where you are. And God is going to put you in that place one day to be a leader, whether it be there or somewhere else. And what I found out, because I've been there, and I can tell you by personal testimony, when I was working for a bad leader, when God put me in leader in leadership places where I now had a greater sphere of influence, it reminded me what not to do. And so the first time I had a single mother that needed flexibility with her work schedule to get her baby to a doctor, I remembered that time that I was a single mom and did not have anybody to grant me that grace. And I was reminded that I didn't want to do what that bad leader did to me when I was in that position under their leadership. And so take this as a place of experience because God doesn't waste any of our experiences. And so even with the bad leadership that may be uh, going around in in the environment where you are now, you're learning what not to do when you get in certain levels of leadership and influence. You'll know what not to do. Yes, this is so good. Thank you, sis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I just heard so many things and I know that people are just being enriched. You know, Joseph has been coming up, I promise you, all week, like literally. That's <laughs> such a great example. I mean, one of the best examples in the Bible about leadership and 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 and, and the, the the promise and, and how God promoted him. So I love that. One of the things that I heard you say is when you are rooted in God, you can flourish in unfavorable situations. Yes. So that was such a powerful, powerful, impactful comment for sure. So I know that people are being blessed for sure. So let me switch gears because we are definitely going past time, but this is so good. I don't want to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's switch gears to, I know I read your bio and people are definitely will want to know more. How do you work? How can people work with you? Who are your ideal clients? I know you have a coaching program and I know you do a lot of different things where you lead. So feel free and then I'll get the information from you afterwards. So I have to put it in the show notes for people to, to connect with you. Yes. Yeah, so the two major sites that you can go to to find all the information that you need for personal coaching, to get my leadership book, for leadership training, leadership uh, resources that you would like for me to provide to you, you can go to www.tanishaholiday.com. That is where Life is a Holiday Consulting uh, is housed. If you need me to work with you on an individual project because you are developing um, as an individual leader or you want me to come and provide leadership training for your team on soft skills, on effective communication, on trust, on uh, building a high performance work team. Uh, you can uh, inbox me there for a personalized quotes. Um, you can um, a book for a strategy or a coaching session there. You can purchase uh, the book there. If you uh, need to purchase the book for your team or for yourself, for your uh, library. And then if you want to be a part of investing in future leaders and young leaders, and you want a partner uh, with me, you can go to www.theholidayfoundation.org and that's holiday with two L's. And we have Rise Camp for Young Leaders, Robotics, Innovation, Science, and Engineering um, for Young Leaders. And there we uh, work with uh, students, young people, elementary to high school age who are needing uh, resources around leadership and also need exposure to how they can lead specifically in STEM career, science, technology, engineering, and math. And you can sponsor a student for camp. You can sponsor several students for camp. You can come and volunteer um, at our uh, camp and teach in some capacity a leadership course or training. Or if you have a STEM background and you would like to come in and help support uh, teaching uh, science, robotics, or coding of that nature, we would love for you to uh, partner with us or uh, contribute to our literacy program for uh, young leaders, any of our charitable programming that you can uh, get involved with there and partner. And then you can follow me if you just wanna be inspired on my personal so, uh, social media page uh, at Tanisha Holiday or my, um, my uh, uh, author, speaker, writer page is at when Tanisha speaks or our social media handle for the Holiday Foundation uh, at the Holiday Foundation. But I would just love for you to be inspired, even if you don't purchase a product or you don't purchase a, a service, just follow us, connect with us and partner with us so 
you can be inspired to lead wherever you are, lead to your greatest potential in life. Awesome. Thank you, sister. I'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes. But is I know you've shared a lot of encouraging messages. There is something in here for every person who listened to this podcast. There is something I have men who listen to this podcast as well. So there's something for men, for women, because leadership has no uh, uh, geographical background. It has no gender. <laughs> it is everything that we you, you mentioned is applicable to every person. Uh, so I know that you shared a lot, but is there any final uh, word or, or encouragement that you, that you wanted to share that I didn't get to ask you before we end this podcast? Episode. I think, I think uh, a few key takeaways are realizing that leadership always requires further growth. Yeah. Um, it always, um, it always requires further growth. And it's so important that we understand that we cannot afford malpractice in leadership. And what do I mean? When you go to a doctor, you go to any type of physician, you are trusting that they're going to be licensed, mm -hmm. that they have undergone the, the, um, the training, the skills, the level of experience required to uh, come in and, and uh, disrobe and, and be vulnerable for you to help to diagnose them and to uh, figure out what it is that you need to prescribe them. And it's the same thing with leadership. Nobody wants a leader that's practicing on them. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to do the work. Mm -hmm. You've got to invest in self. You've got to make sure that you are making the sacrifices to uh, undergo the training, the skills, the certifications, uh, the things that you need to do to better yourself, that we are not practicing on people but we are making sure that we are doing it from a level of uh, skillful knowledge with strategy, because we have to understand that when we have people in our care, um, their lives are at stake. Yes. Leadership is that serious. You are helping people to develop their lives. Yeah. You are inspiring them to take a journey, to take a path, to go on an adventure for their life to end up at a place of purpose. Mm -hmm. You're inspiring them to action. And you have to understand that leadership is a matter of life or death. Mm -hmm. One of the things that B. Wendy and I didn't get an opportunity to talk about um, yet during this podcast is the impact of children and adults that have undergone negative leadership. I look at um, uh, Chauvin and some of the other tragedies that have happened in, um, uh, in, in our world today around a mistreatment of people of different races and, and genders. And I think a lot of that comes from poor leadership. The people that have uh, taken people's lives the people who have made wrong decisions and ended up in prison, a lot of times, if you look back, did not have a good example of leadership. And that's why they maybe ended up behind bars or they maybe ended up becoming a racist and taking uh, the life of someone um, that they should not have because of their poor belief system 
was because someone raised them or was not a good leadership model before them to cause them to have that way of thinking. And so I want us to understand that leadership is just that serious. You are empowering somebody to live their best life, a purpose-driven life, a life to their maximum potential, or you're either influencing somebody to live a life of poor choices. And so I want you to walk away from this podcast after listening, realizing that my commitment to my level of leadership is making the decision whether or not someone else lives, Mm. whether whether or not someone else is able to create a legacy, whether or not someone else is able to effectively produce And am I making it hard for them to do that? Am I stifling their plan of growth and development? Or or am I empowering, making ways for them, trailblazing for them, and creating space for them to soar? And if my leadership is not doing that for somebody in my life, whether that is my child whether that is my coworker, whether that is the person that lived next door to me, or whether that is the person that works for me in an organization or a business, I need to make some changes and I need to make the decision that the time is now and today is now for me to start making those changes. Um, I love you guys. And if this inspires you, I want to encourage you to share a testimonial with Bewindi on what you started doing differently in your leadership style, what changes you've made, what revelations you've come to, what reflections um, you've uh, it, this caused you to make. And um, I love to hear your success stories. I love to hear those. And those encourage me Absolutely. to keep going as a leader. And so I thank you. I thank you for your time. And I thank you, B. Wendy, for having me. And I commend you. 71 episodes. You're amazing. You are amazing. And you are a testimonial of leadership. So thank you again for having me. And thank you all for listening. My pleasure. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll definitely put the information for them to connect with you. And I please, you heard everything she said, please share the testimonials. Um, You can do that by reviewing the podcast, or you could even just email uh, a testimonial. You can connect with Tanisha and uh, and identify the testimonial there as well. So I will be back next week with another amazing episode. All right. Talk to you all soon.